820 WGN Indeed. WGN. Amy Goof and Jen Bosworth. I can hear you, Jen B. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. We're good. I don't know how to turn uh, my own mic on in the stream room. <laughs> I'm in con- I'm in control of the microphone situation, and we're good. Great. Um, so here we are in uh, the other studio, talking, still talking. We got so much to talk about. Still, that's the thing we do when we do shows. We plan so much stuff. We have like this little list. We have a system. We got a whole system down, and the we... studio is where I started, Amy Guth. And you know what? This this um, we were trying to think earlier of the first time we were on the air together. I did a show up here one night when the showcase studio was being renovated or something, and you were one of my guests. <gasps> that's right. And you were sitting exactly where you are right now. I, and it was so fun. Right. We were talking about your one woman show that's that was extremely way. awesome oh, that I then you. came to a few days later. And I think there was also yeah there was like a filmmaker social justice you had all it was Gerard of- McClendon he was talking about his film Forgiving Cain which is um in it's in a kind of finishing stage right now it's really exciting it's a powerful documentary it's all about um, his parents were were murdered and and he so it's about gun violence and people impacted by it and and moving on after wow. that it's it's amazing he seems like a lovely human being. he is he's such a fun guy and and like such a, a passionate and driven What's person the name of the film again? Uh, forgiving Kane by Gerard McClendon. Yeah, yeah. He does a lot of so, really great work. Yeah, so I was here, and now we're here. And now we're here. On the stream. Um, I have a question for you. Um, yesterday, I think, on Facebook, mm-hmm. Jen B., you put, hey, send me selfies. And a bunch of people put selfies in the comments. Over 100. What the heck were you doing that for? Well, here's what I was doing. I love a good selfie. I know there's there's people that think they're indulgent, blah, blah, blah. I like them because... I like seeing my people's faces. And also, there's a lot of people on Facebook that I'm friends with that I actually don't know what they look like mm-hmm. because we're Facebook friends only. Sure. So they send me their shots. And, and then I thought, well, why not pick one thing or several that I see in the selfie and compliment the people? And I, I got I to gotta take note of that because the things you were complimenting were not necessarily like you look fabulous right you're beautiful it wasn't like that it was like your glasses are on point yeah and i mean you look happy I, the, that was the one i was thinking yeah. of it was like you look so happy Relaxing. and there was something about someone's eyes yes the, the their eyes looked clear and hopeful and i just thought what because i That's was beautiful. feeling kind of weird or down or something and i thought well what what can i do to help someone else I don't know if it helps them, but notice on someone else that um, might lift my spirits and perhaps lift theirs. Sure. I love a good selfie, even a bad selfie. Because some people took selfies and they were like, I hate the way I look in this. But they still shared it. And I thought that was really cool. That people were like, this is where I'm at. This is what I look like. And that's it. And I still was like, wow, that's an artsy photo. Like, they looked artsy. Maybe it was blurry. Who cares? I like the concept of the stop and drop selfie where you don't. What's that? You don't stop and put on lipstick or check your hair. Oh. If someone's like, like what you did, you're like, selfies, yeah, please. That, to me, that's like asking for a stop and drop selfie. Like, just go, just do it. Share where you are right now. Yeah, there's a lot of people on the train and there's people bundled up and they mm-hmm. looked, or walking and they looked really um, like picturesque in the wintry, you know, sunlight. It was just, it was fun. Yeah. And some people, I mean, I think selfies got a bad rap because some people go, well, you're a narcissist if you take a picture of your own face. I totally disagree. I disagree as well. I think that it is a way of documenting where you are at in a particular moment of time. I also think for women, there's another context to it because I have a lifetime or not a lifetime, a childhood of photos, very few with my mom in them because she was always taking the photo. Interesting, Amy Goose. So she was the photographer. Always. And so she's not with, with she's not in any of the family photos because she was always taking them. 
And I so, never even thought of and that. And so now you see so many moms taking pictures, like selfies with their children. You're like, finally, like she's going to be part of the dang family photos. That's the thing. So she, I love that yeah, very that much. Yeah, that is really cool. I, I like duo selfies, family selfies, yes. all kinds of selfies. And I, I like the idea of, I think we're taught, especially women, this may be different for men. I've never been a man. I don't know. But I think we're kind of taught to be, to be small, make ourselves sure. small. Don't be... Don't have your light shine too brightly. Yeah. I mean, I think we are taught that in subconscious and subtle and sometimes overt ways. And so to me, this is kind of taking up space that you deserve. Yes. And also um, taking up space in a way that is you don't have to be, you know, um, it's like shine your light is the message only if you look perfect. Right. And so this is like, well, I like the way I look or I don't or I just want to be out there in the world. Here I am. I think that's it. It's like announcing here I am. I'm in the world and I'm taking up space that I deserve because I'm a human being in this world. Okay. I don't like the the duck face look where you purse your lips to, oh. so they look pouty. I don't enjoy that because pouty is not. I don't know. I don't think pouty is sexy. a useful emotion. Well, I don't even know when it became great to be pouty, like when it became um, um, not even attractive because you right. can find whatever you want attractive. Sure. When it, it, it became something. About, yeah. something. It's because it's a little infantilizing to be like, no. Hmm. Yes, that's hmm. what it is. Yeah. It's a little bit like I'm a kid and I'm upset. Right. And well, I'm mad. So I get my way. Yeah. yeah. I kind of like that. There's a little bit. of uh, Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like the selfie that's just like. Here's where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. Or if someone's showcasing something like, look at my new scarf. I'm like, that is awesome. I love them when they're in a, in a special moment. Mm. Like a friend of mine took one seconds before she walked down the aisle with her and her dad who walked her down the aisle. And she was like, I want to remember our faces right now forever. And she just like whipped out her phone, took a picture, turned off the ringer, handed it to her dad and he put it in his pocket. Well, there's a lot of that. That is magic is what that is. And there's also a lot of uh, selfies that I think are frame worthy. Oh, that yeah. people take of themselves. I, I am like, I had a, a friend who was visiting her um, long distance uh, partner and they took a picture and sent it to me on Messenger. Mm-hmm. It is the greatest picture. Aww. So I'm going to print it out and frame it for them. Lovely. Because they might never have, you know, they don't have a chance to do that. because right. And so I'm doing that. I love that. Yeah. There's a project, um, and I know we got to take a break here in a moment, I think, but there's a, um, a project that um, I participate in on Instagram. It's called the 365 Feminist Selfie Project. And it was started, I think it's it's got a great backstory, started by a woman in Chicago, Veronica Ariola. Um, she writes a blog called VivaLaFeminista.com. And she wrote, because Jezebel, at one point, wrote a piece saying that, that, selfies were like a, a cry for help that if you did them you had some kind of psychological problem and that really got a lot of people upset saying well no this is you know I, I because i'm on a once in a lifetime trip and there's the aurora borealis behind me and i take a picture well, just because i like the way i look and i and i deserve to take up space and you know all that kind of stuff um so she wrote a blog post about that and she said i i basically i people of the internet women especially, I challenge you to do otherwise. And she, she, this is my favorite part of the piece. She said, if you had, if you had told me that I'd be quoting James Franco, I would have laughed, but I am. His New York Times op-ed about selfies is full of gems. And then she quotes the piece, which says this, attention is power. Of course, the self-portrait is an easy target for charges of self-involvement, but in a visual culture, the selfie quickly and easily shows, not tells, how you're feeling 
where you are, what you're doing. In our age of social networking, the selfie is the new way to look someone right in the eye and say, hello, this is me. I love that. Love it. Very, very much. And so she launched this this project and, and um, she's added to it a little bit. Um, she It was originally a, a Flickr photo group, and then it expanded to Instagram. And then um, she added at the bottom of the post, it says, edited to add. I'm getting feedback that a daily selfie is too overwhelming. So she's like, it didn't have to be. It's it's sure. whenever you get to it. Sure. You know, one, one, I think one or two years. I've done it for many years. But one or two years, I did one every day. I remember. And it was fun you. and challenging. Yeah. I mean, some days I was like, I, I'm real sick today, and I don't feel like it. And I, you know, but then you started seeing people that were like, I remember the first time I saw someone post a photo with like mascara tears. Yeah. And she said, you know, my my husband and I split today and it's been a long time coming, but here's where we are. And I was like, wow, that she vulnerable, so vulnerable that she was willing to put that out there. And then I kind of started realizing I was following the lives of of women participating in this project. And some people I was like, that woman's in New Orleans and I'll probably never meet her. But what a fascinating life as she's like sharing stuff, working through a relationship. And now they have a kid and like we followed her pregnancy and, you know, like all this stuff. I think it's so interesting. And another edited to add at the bottom of the post, um, she says, edited to add fear. When I mentioned this to one of my besties, she mentioned fear is one of the reasons she'd never try to tackle a 365 challenge. Yet, that's the foundation of this challenge. Conquer the fear of seeing yourself every single day. We might look at ourselves to put our contacts in, even makeup on, but taking a selfie and posting it means really looking at yourself. And hopefully at the end, or much sooner, you'll find it less painful and more enjoyable. I don't want to turn us into Paris Hiltons, but rather individuals who don't cringe when we need to take a photo. I love that addendum very much. That's really great. Yeah. And and I love that because it it goes hand in hand with my whole thing about people checking their reflection and hating. And I witness. Oh yeah. You've talked about that. Like in building cafe, reflective windows, watching people walk by men, women, except for children. They didn't do that. Because they haven't been taught that anything's wrong with them. And trying to fix whatever is quote, quote wrong with them and wanting to run out and saying, so you're, you're fine. Beautiful. You look fine. You look great. I know. It's really quite something. It was it was shocking. It was eye opening, and it made me stop doing that. Yeah, I have to. Since you mentioned that to me, I mean, you said that on the air one night uh, a few months ago. I've been looking for that, and I you're exactly right. I was I was walking downtown, and I and I saw it was like around lunchtime. A lot of people were out. And a lot of people were, you know, out and about. And I, I was, there was a particular building with really dark windows. So a lot of people, almost everybody would look to the right as soon as they got in front of that building. And I was looking at the faces of the people directly in front of me. And then the people crossing my paths, I was looking directly at their faces versus the reflections of the others in front of me. All of them made some kind of grimace. Something. uh, The hairs out of place, the clothes don't look right. Yeah. And they would all adjust. Adjust. We're yeah. all just trying to fix ourselves. Yeah. So I think we should challenge ourselves to like do a little air gun. Oh. Be like, yeah. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> when Thumbs you see up. Like, Thumbs yeah. up. Yeah. Even if you just, I mean, a friend of mine makes a point. I love this. She makes a point to smile herself in the mirror before she leaves the house every day. And I've st- I do that. It's so hokey. You know what I But do? I do it. I love it. I do the running man. In front of the mirror. Yeah. Because <laughs> I look ridiculous. <laughs> and I laugh at myself. And I'm like, all right, here we go. Running right. man. 
I don't think I'm very good at the running. Room. I'm terrible at it. That's not the point for me is just that it's silly and fun. Mm-hmm. I'll like take a break from my hustle and bustle of, on the computer to do the running man too. Yeah. Just look in the mirror as I'm doing it. We have this big mirror. I look ridiculous. <laughs> I so I'm going to extend the selfie out a little bit. Um, so another thing that I sometimes put on Instagram, um, I'm a yogini. I do the yoga and, um, I recently took part in a yoga challenge and I, where you had to post a photo every day answering a question with a yoga pose and some writing. And that was really difficult and tender work, I thought, because um, I had to be really thoughtful about it. And it was very vulnerable work. Yeah, very. But it was also the first one I really was like, I don't put a lot of photographs of my body no. on the Internet. Not because I'm ashamed of, of it, not because I'm afraid what people say. I just, it never had really occurred to me. A lot of us do not do that. I mean, I have when, like... I was I went looking for it and the, one of the last times I did I was like it was about a uh, an outfit I was dressed up going out somewhere and I was just yeah you know and then another time before that I had three different dresses and I put them all together in one Instagram post and I was like which one which one I Getting have a feedback, thing what right. do I do and it was useful everybody voted like please buy the magenta one that one's right. working for you um but I was like you know I don't do that and so yoga I was like I'm asking myself to put a photograph of my body every day and I really um, I changed my mind about it every single day. I really did. Because some days, if you go back and look at them, it's dig deep yogis is the hashtag, but if they're all in a line on my Instagram, so you can just kind of look straight down the list. Um, some of them, I sort of blur it a little bit on purpose. Like I, I put the focus in the photo where I want it to be. It's usually my face or the art behind me. I have this big piece of art in my living room. Yoga. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, some of them are for obvious reasons. Like there's one where like, if I wouldn't have blurred it, I kind of blurred it and dimmed it a little. I was like, because if I didn't, essentially my rear end yeah. would be right up in the camera. And I don't necessarily want to no, do that. That's <laughs> not the se. point of these. Really. That's not the point. Right. The point is like I'm answering a question. a question with a yoga pose. That's great. With your body and your yogi. Right. And my brain and thinking through them. And yeah. I really wanted it to be about the emotion and the thought behind it, not the and the why i mean i explain why i pick each pose you know i said because this one opens up the front of your chest and your heart you know one of them i said we deal with the front and backs of our bodies all day moving forward sitting down but we don't do anything with the sides here's 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 a piece about our neglect a part of our bodies we neglect and i i wrote a little kind of i thought as thoughtful as i could be thing about each one but then i didn't I, i was afraid a little bit i didn't want it to devolve into like what some pervert you know putting something oh, on you know no but i also don't want to live right around we, fear well that's the other thing is like we cut off a lot of times we live from our heads meaning our brains our minds right and we we're not connected to our bodies right and i think that happens in pictures too and also people can be ashamed of their body and right. so they don't want it in the picture but i think that's really interesting yeah you that you did that and that you allowed yourself and it's not even just your body your body in positions that we don't normally see unless we're yogis in a right. class with you right and i wasn't even i i was intentionally not trying to do super exotic ones i was trying to do fairly accessible ones yeah one of the posts in fact is just me sitting just sitting because i'm explaining like you know a long time ago i was in a car crash and i was really injured and i couldn't even do this a i couldn't just pose? yeah i couldn't even just sit i was really in bad shape and i was frustrated and, and fed up and and at the end of my rope and and so to me, I don't take any yoga pose for granted. And I was trying to say that I only got a little bit of like pushback from that series. And, and you know, one man said, um, we get it. You have a nice figure and you're you're flexible. Stop posting this crap. And I'm like, 
That's it's not about on so many levels. It was because it was like, don't don't make me feel bad for the body that I have. Like everybody, I have very little control over it. Well, the thing is, too, I think anyone's body is is okay, and if they want to post photos of it, that's okay. If it's not your thing, just 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 don't follow them. Don't follow them. Right? Like, just don't worry about it. I know. I thought that was like so weird too. Just not great. So anyway, we're gonna take a little break uh, and continue with selfies and stuff. We have lots of things to talk about. Back in just a bit, Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth here on the stream on 720 WGN. Ah, ah, 720 WGN. It's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth. In for Bill and Wendy here on the stream. On the stream, I like it. Oh man, this album is so good. I haven't heard this song in so long. It's such a good Salt one. Salt and Pepper. Yeah. It's so good. I it is such song. a good album. I can't not dance to it a little bit. Oh, I like it. The radio host dance where you're just in a chair. Just moving chair dance. Upper. Say chair yoga. I don't want to say chair dance. That's a whole other thing. Oh, that's something else. Yeah. Yeah. That's for the naked that's lady for dancing. for the stream after dark. <laughs> not a thing we do. Not a thing we do. <laughs> no. Um, well, we were talking about um, the selfies and uh, the yoga challenge that I did and how it was kind of, you know, it it made me feel some feelings to start posting yoga poses on there because I was really, it was, I felt conflicted about putting photos of my body, not because I have shame over it, but I just was like, I'm, you know, it's conflicting because it's like on one hand, I'm opening myself to someone commenting on it because I'm putting it out there. On the other hand, it's mine. Well, also, you don't get to comment. Just because, yeah, just because you just put something I put it, out doesn't mean someone's right. feedback is appreciated or appropriate. Or it still necessary. needs to be appro- right. Yeah. It was like a whole mess of feelings. You I know, pet. I, I, I would be frightened. Yeah. I would be frightened. I would be frightened people would body shame me. I would be frightened. Well, that's the thing. People talk about bodies no matter what. That's true. That's true. Whether whether you're, quote, thin or, quote, plus size or, quote, whatever, someone's always got something to say. Yes. And that's not okay. And you don't know what anyone's situation is. You really don't. And I don't think, um, you know, people talk about plus size shaming or, quote, fat shaming. But I think it's just as rotten to do thin shaming or or whatever shaming. Just leave stop. And for some reason, I think people feel like they're more entitled to talk about a body if it's smaller. Yes, I agree. Because then it's like, I think there's a certain amount. I don't know. I don't know if it's jealousy or envy or whatever it is. It's like that could be discussed versus people are. And then it's like. Then there's shame around being a bigger person, which the whole thing is garbage, just garbage. I mean, let's just not talk about people's bodies. Let's let people talk about their own bodies. Yeah, there's a thing I put up at the beginning of the summer on Instagram. It was like a little, little, um, not calligraphy, but it's just like a little hand lettering thing someone had made that I reposted and gave someone a shout out about. But it said something like how to have a bikini body. Put a bikini on a body. Yeah. Done. I I think that, you know, that just, it's like the fashion industry and who designs clothes and beauty standards. I mean, it goes down this rabbit hole of horror. Oh, I'll give you another one. Not just the the fashion industry. I would say the diet. Whole whole industrial complex there. They're very tied in. And I I think that the diet. You know, you know, phrase I'm sick of because we were talking about this a little bit earlier in the show. A lot of times we see this this time of year, too. It'll be like, quote, guilt-free, yeah. 
recipe for whatever right. holiday thing. Well, there's magazines devoted to it. G- guilt-free. Anything can be guilt-free if you choose to ignore the the diet industrial complex. Yeah, why should we feel guilty? And if you want to eat whatever you want to eat, that's between you, yourself, your health, your brain. That has nothing yeah. to do with me. Like, it's a, like, I... Some people want to eat healthy. Some people do not. And that's that's a personal choice. And people get real mad about their food. Well, they really because it's emotional. Eating is emotional. Eating is so emotional. And it's it's it, just ask me in the tortilla chips. I want noisy, aggressive food. Yeah, you like, I'm mad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm just uh, I do the fast food and I know and I don't always do it, but I know that it's terrible. I don't feel shame. I feel shame because why do I feel so? No, I feel like I know my body is not getting the nutrients it needs from fast food. Mm-hmm. So that's where my thing comes in. And I want to change that. So I'm trying. And I think that's the other thing is if people want to change their body, they can change their body if they choose not to. Leave that's alone. A, leave, I think that's the bottom line. Leave everybody leave alone. Leave people alone. I think we just like put ourselves out of a job because that's always like oh. the theme of every show we do. Well, <laughs> Is like, leave, leave everybody alone. Let people live their lives. <laughs> right. You, know? you do you. You do I'll you. I'll do me. We're not going to worry about and it. Let's... Unless you're kicking a puppy or like beating a child, I'm not going to worry about what you're doing. Right. And and I think the the messages are unbelievable, like you said, about the diet industry. And the diet... And they're different for men and women. Different for men and women. Different for... Young, yeah. Young you know women. what? One time, one of the first shows I ever did on this station in which a caller was so enraged he would have blown up my car and multiple callers was and trust me i i enrage callers all the time but i mentioned the nutrisystem diet ads yes you know it's like it's like pre-packaged food that you buy yes and so like marie osmond does the women's one and like i think dicka was doing the men's one for a little while somebody else i don't know anyway Ditka, did you say? I think it was him. Someone. It was a sports figure. It was, yeah, I thought that's who it, it was, but it could Ditka. be wrong. But, but what stuck out to me was this. In the women's ad, they're selling the exact same product, the exact same plan. Exact same foods. Exact same okay. food. The women's one, it is about like, you get to have treats. It was very much like, you have secret stuff like, and you still get to have It's like a chocolate treat reward for being good, like quote good. Right, for being good. You get like, and you still get to have chocolate. The men's one was very much like you're you're ha- you're going to have enough food you'll be full you'll be full you'll be satisfied and you can get out there and do the things you want to do yeah it's fuel yeah i was like how treats. fascinating the yeah. way we talk about food differently to men and women that like for women if you're good you get this treat but but they say it in like a secret way yeah and for like- men it's just about like fuel that's why i got to say props to the special k ad right now that's running yes it's not perfect but it's it's like we are women we do this. We do this. And we it's need like, fuel. And, right. And how do we do it? We eat. We have fuel. I'm like, yeah. thank God. Food is finally fuel. that. Yeah. And, finally and, that. I mean, it's one of those things, too. It's like we have to eat. So it's trickier than, say, gambling or when people you have can't a, avoid it. When yeah. people have a sugar addiction or yeah. whatever they, they uh, their emotional tie is to compulsive eating. It, it, it just is. I mean, we have to eat to live. And yeah. so it's it's a matter of working out. um what is emotional eating and what is eating for fuel? And yeah. do I want to change it? Well, yeah. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're, you know, or everyone's on their own timing. Yeah. You know, it took me until 42 to realize like, oh, the normal lunch that I had as a kid of a bag of beef, budding beef. Oh, I was a like bag a bag of burritos. Of, like ground beef? Capri Sun. Beef? Yeah. And a hostess cupcake is not a well-rounded lunch. But my mom was doing the best she could. She, she was, was busy. The she it yeah. was the 80s. 
threw stuff in. So anyway, but it took me to 42 to realize, oh, I can make different choices and it's and it still have delicious food for, yeah. you know, but it's hard. It's a tricky subject. It is. And there's, I think we, we talk about like emotional eating. There's stuff in the middle too, you know, that there's like, I don't think the ideal is necessarily to just eat just for fuel. No. Like I grew up in a restaurant family. Right. There's pleasure. Right. Having like going out for a nice unhurried meal in a chill environment that's very delicious is lovely I mean, and fun. It, yeah, it goes back to what we were talking about a little earlier of intention. It's like why it's mindfulness, right? It's mm, why yeah. am I eating? Yeah. And just to know and to be aware like okay, I'm eating because I had a, a great day and I feel like I need a treat, so I'm going to go do that and realize like we were just saying, a treat. Why? Why am I, you know, why do I have to make this special or can I just eat the food? Right. There's that too. I mean, I, I always like it's always fascinating to me, especially if there's generally women. I mean, I'm sure men do this somewhere, but I hear it mostly from women um, about ordering dessert in a restaurant. It's oh, like, um, I've been good, so maybe I'll order something. Well, someone split it with me. And that's fine. Like sometimes I don't want a whole dessert. Sure. Anyway, I mean, sometimes desserts are giant and you just, depends, want, yeah. you just want like a little bite of something sweet at the end of a meal sometimes. That's yeah. cool. Sometimes you want the whole thing. That's okay, too. But I can't stand the like, I've been good. I'll have this. Or I, yes. And I can't stand people trying to push food on other people, like desserts. Oh, that really bugs get me. Get a dessert. Do it. Get it. Yeah, get it. Get, get it. it. And I'm like, you want it, but you don't want it. You want it. me to take responsibility right. for you. You want me to carry the guilt <laughs> uh-huh. of you. I'm not doing that. Let people make, again, let people make their own food choices If yeah. at a restaurant. Don't pressure them. And if they order a dessert, you know, let them order a dessert. But yeah, and it's different. Men would just say, oh, give, give me a piece of chocolate cake. Yeah. There's no like chocolate cake sounds cool. Let's go. why we got to eat it. <laughs> you don't have to justify it. Anyone else want some? Okay. That's a thing. No? All right. I'll just have it. Because I think we're taught to not take up more space, not have more appetite than we should, right? right. Think about ads. The only place where a woman can have an appetite, yogurt ads and chocolate ads. Yeah. That's right. the only place where we're supposed to have like sensual pleasure. Sensual. Of d- and chocolate ads are sexy. They're sexy. And yogurt ads even with the yogurt being stirred and the Like slow. licking the spoon yeah. so sexily. It's like the Ferrero Rocher chocolate yes. ad. Like even the little chocolate thing rolls through the river of chocolate so sexily. Right. And then she like daintily but bites she only it. she has one. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. right. One chocolate once a year or whatever it is. Right. This is my fine, but- one that's fine if that's what you want to do. I think the other thing is depriving, deprivation thinking is mm-hmm. very dangerous for for anywhere in your life. Yeah, is, I think. deprivation. It's like I can't, I can't, I can't. Well, guess what? You can, and you might want to even more treat yourself badly if someone's telling you you can't, you can't, you can't. Yeah, you know the rebelling thing too. Yeah. Plus, I think the thing you were saying about about pressuring people, I think that's another thing of like leave people alone because you don't know what someone's deal is. Well, for a while there, and I'm going to do it again, I really made an effort to not have sugar. I just felt and it was more for a feeling. I got too hopped up and then I would crash. I hated that part. So I tried with the to not do sugar. People really want you to have sugar. Like my, I mean, they're just like, oh, come on, you can do it. Oh, come on. Are you really Uh, having no sugar? Yes. I'm trying. I'm doing it. I'm trying to make some choices. And that's all about them. That is about them. And, and, but it's hard. It's hard to go out to, to eat when you're trying to make healthy choices and, and either you go to a restaurant where it's like, you know, these mega huge restaurants where the portions are like 40 for 40 people and not engage and also 
still feel okay and not yeah. have to feel like, oh, I'm sorry. Or and I feel like some kind of like outcast. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think that applies with um, alcohol too, yes. especially this time of year. Yes. Um, I mean, I have a friend that will just come around and say, because people will pressure him, especially at, at events. Or something. Yeah. People will go, yeah, oh, come on, that. have a drink. Cause yep. he'll order like a, yep. like a, a club soda. And finally yep. he'll just come out and say, I will say, yeah, if I drink, I probably will die. And people are like, because I don't, I don't drink, and yeah. and especially the holidays, and especially also, I'm in the arts and entertainment. The way people celebrate after shows, after this, after an audition, let's go to the bar. It is, and maybe this isn't every profession, but I notice it because I'm in this profession of arts and entertainment. They don't mean poorly, but they're, hey, do you want a beer? Hey, we're all having beers. Hey, do you want to come out? We're going for a drink. Hey, we got we got wasted last night, you know. And I'm like, yeah, it's not my jam, right? And so then. Sometimes people think I'm a party pooper. I don't care. Right, I'm going to be a party pooper without a hangover. I have the right to be as boring right. and party pooper-ish as I want. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, my, my friend does it. He, he'll just go, um, yeah, I don't drink or I'm sober. And then one time someone was really pushing him. Well, why? Or is it religious? Or what's your thing? Finally, he said, because I'm an alcoholic. Right. And I'd like to stay on the wagon. And the right. guy, I mean, it shut him down, but it, it, was, it was awkward for everyone in the room but him. Yeah. He was like, I just said my truth. I don't care. <laughs> you know, yeah. but everybody else in the room was like, oh, way to make it weird. He was like, dude, that guy was really not letting it go. And I had to tell him again, what was going on. That's about that guy. Yeah. What is totally. he, what's going on in his life that he has to pressure people or does he feel guilty about guilty about his own drinking? Right. That it's so threatening that someone's not going to drink. Mean, come on. That's the thing. The things we consume have a lot. Like we put a lot of feelings in them. It's true. And it's I think it's fine to say like. I think it's totally fine to like, there's a particular dish that my grandmother used to make that is hard to make and delicious and I don't make it often. But when I do, I like savor every bite of it because it feels so special and I feel connected to her in that way. And, and I think that's okay. I think it's okay to like have a comfort food or foods. And for me, the comfort food, um, as I'm exploring this sort of health journey that I just started the comfort food changes. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. well, can I find comfort in this stew without white potatoes and have sweet potatoes? And it's just as comforting, but yeah. it's a whole mindfulness and a change of attitude about yeah, the food. That's a good point. You know, I'm like, what is comfort and why? What's my intention? Do I want to scarf something down or do I want to have that experience? Sometimes I'm in a hurry and I just need to get some protein. Sure. Other times I want to have, you know, my grandma's pot roast. Yeah. And savor it and make it and savor it. And I think for the weather, like food is very weather related to me. Like, oh, it's a beautiful day. I want to make this one watermelon salad that I make that's so good. Or like, oh, it's really cold and chilly. I want this. I want to make a pot of chili or yeah. soup or stew or something because it feels warm and nourishing in that way. Yeah. So, yeah. But again, let people just do their thing. It's not hurting you. It's Let fine. Them nourish <laughs> themselves the way they want as long as it's not hurting you. No, that said, if someone is doing something harmful, like right. I'm in support of an intervention. Yeah. That's okay. No. I've been part of them. Yeah. But it's like if, if no one's getting hurt here, like just let it be. Right. If someone's safety and um, life is in danger, that's. Or, or they're hurting, like endangering someone yes. else's life. Yeah, totally. Otherwise, shut it. Leave it alone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Can we back up to chocolate for a second? Sure. Oh my gosh. I was in the drugstore the other day, and you know how they'll like put on a on an aisle. They'll be like a little. I don't know what these are called. Someone in retail probably knows what oh, the these ends. Are. No, it's not an end cap. It's it, it's like a. If this were days of yore, it would be like a string of garlic or chilies or something. It's like a. Yes. It's hanging off the side yes, of the shelf, I know exactly dangling what you're free, about. and it's usually like add-on impulse items. Yeah. Okay. With I went balms in, and things. Yeah. So I went into the drugstore the other day, 
and I was in the feminine hygiene product aisle, and there was what caught my eye was there was a display of chocolate next to it, and I was like, this old trope. Really? I know, right? I'm like, come on. I wonder who thought that was a great idea, and I'm guessing it was not a woman. But <laughs> maybe I don't know. But I was just like, oh my god, with the cliches right because, now. Because I mean, come on. And in fact, in fact, that is. I don't even know that that's true. No. Like, where did that come? To me, from? it's a migraine trigger. Me too. Like, if I have chocolate around that time, I'll right. be like, I'm I'll be in bed. Yeah. Terrible. So yeah. no, and and just eat chocolate, even if it's not. That's the thing. To me, that's what that's what's problematic about that. To me, is that it's like you don't. It's like the time when it's expected and okay. Allowed. Allowed is the word. It's exactly the word. Like, actually, just have chocolate whenever the heck you want. It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. fine. But I mean, we do. Yeah, we get messages that, oh, it must be that time of the month. She's craving, it, yeah. you know, or she's angry. That's a whole other one. Oh, don't get me started. I know. That. You must be because you're so angry. No, I'm angry because you say things like that. Because you like, you <laughs> called me a terrible name, strange man at the bus stop. <laughs> right. Right. Or you commented on my yoga pose, man, on the, I mean, come man on. Man on the internet. Some things warrant anger. Let's just be honest. Totally agree with I you. Mean, come on. We're, we can get angry. It's allowed. I mean, that's really telling. I mean, sure, there's someone listening going like, oh, man, these angry feminists. But it's not that. I mean, I'm I'm not angry right now. I'm just saying, like, here's how it is. Yeah. To say that it's only appropriate to, like, that chocolate is a sneaky treat. Yeah. Except for, like, right before your and, period is. is and I think maybe some men who struggle with body image or, or what whatever food food issues can relate as well like they probably feel the but it's let's be honest it's more geared towards women the shame yeah Holy but i shame. think it's it's what we we're saying earlier like i think we're sort of socialized to take up less space it's it's like when we have conversations about um like women in workplace and work stuff quickly the one that comes up a lot is like well women in negotiation i don't think we have trouble negotiating i think we're we're always thinking a couple steps ahead and we're aware that there are ramifications absolutely for, for asking for and getting what you want. exactly what you want i agree a hundred percent i agree so i think we tell ourselves like i don't know if i know how to negotiate because i've never tried because i know they're ram i think we're always thinking a little more in the future than we, we realize oh, yeah so we can read the room we know like man if i it's not that i i at least I, the women that I know that have ever struggled with negotiation, when I really ask them about it, it's not about I didn't know what to say or I didn't know what to ask for. Or I didn't know what I want because we know what we, we want. We know what we want. It's that like, man, I knew that guy was going to think I was too much X, or too this, too that, mm -hmm, not enough that, mm -hmm. not enough manners. And then if I get hired, he's going to think I'm this. And then they're going to hold it against me. Right. I mean, I do think we think ahead. I think that's a very real thing. And I... It's got to change. So, and that's why I think it's good to get support and help from other women to, before we, you know, if there's, for me, if, if there's a skill that I need a brush up on or even just education on, I ask someone who knows. And I think that's so empowering because if I, you know, my mom taught me that. She was like, if you don't know something, just find ask. someone who does. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got a, a, a different version of that same advice and it was, don't take advice from someone who can't do the thing you're asking about. Yes. So it's, it's the basically the same thing. Just like the, your friend that's been married seven times, maybe don't ask her for a relationship right, advice, right? Or take her advice to heart if she they if she, she or she it. gives it unsolicited. Yeah, maybe not such a, a filter is good. Yeah, but it's hard not to perspective take personally. It's true. It's true. But you know what? You say a thing. Um, there's like a, a phrase you use a lot that I really like about crumbs. 
Oh, yeah. That I think factors in here. It factors into so many things, but this especially, like, I feel in, in many professional settings, I know as an actor, as whatever, a human being, that there's this sort of... um there's not enough sun on the beach for everybody Mm -hmm. because sometimes it feels like there's not and sometimes there isn't enough sun when you talk about enough money enough um representation like if there's like if if like like, say a corporate board yes say there's like a a lot of men and there's only one woman on the board right you're not going to feel like there's abundant opportunity for you at that company So perhaps other women are going to feel like oh god there's there's that one spot we gotta fight how can i get it how can i get it and that is a desperate way to live and I, I find it all the time in the acting world you know I am a character actress I am a plus size woman and there's it's sort of like there can only be one there's only one Melissa McCarthy and it's like no there's not there's a million things and we can play a million different things and stop fighting each other because yeah. that is not the way that this is gonna we're gonna get more sun on the beach by screaming yeah, at each other I agree just, and I don't know about you but I feel very betrayed when when I when I get that kind of competitive stuff from other women i just feel like i mean i don't like it anyway but it's especially from women when i get that it's just depressing i know and just sad and just not necessary but it's a it's a systemic problem but it i think that one of the ways the compare and despair game that oh we play, i like that yeah yeah that's true it's a terrible game and you'll and i'll never win because yeah. there's always going to be someone that's you know prettier, thinner, with more money, with more power in my brain. Yeah. So you can't win. So let's stop playing the game. But it's really hard to do that in a system where yeah, easier said than done. the game is very active. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree. No, I, I think that's that's important. I mean, I, I have always like if I can't do something, I'm like, I'd love to be able to. I'm very busy that day or I've already got something going. But you know who would be great at that? Yes. And I'll usually send them a couple of. Yes. You don't just say, oh, sorry, no. I mean, the, the, the. And it doesn't hurt me. No. It costs me nothing to help someone else. That's and it kind of signals to her, like, I'm. And it sets up. We're not competing here. It sets up an alliance. And we're, and people, we are stronger in numbers. So it's like, let us come together. I mean, you know, people say it's woo woo or this, that. I don't care. It's like, if we come together on a project, we're, it's much more apt to we're much more apt to get the project into the light and have it, have it succeed versus I'm going to keep the secret. I mean, there's some things you don't share with people, but if someone knows about something, a project that you're trying to do, go talk to them and say, Hey, you did something like this. Yeah. How did you do it? And they, they're, they can say, no, they're not available to help. And then you go to the next person. And you know what? Honestly, I've had that backfire. I've had someone steal my idea before. Right. Absolutely. I came to someone and said, we're doing something kind of similar I'd love to, if we can help each other and, and make it better, let's do that. Yeah. And she was like, great, great. And then, and then she totally ripped off my idea and, do that. and changed her project to basically be mine. Yeah. And, and I was, hurts not the works. I didn't know her well enough, but I was, you know, angry. I, was, I was angry about yeah. it. Not rage. And you're not going to not do that again because one person, I mean, you might right. learn many things from it, but it doesn't seem like it hardened your heart against no. collaborating. And with at the end of the people. day, it didn't stop my project. Both of our, like you and I could both write a short story right. about a little red schoolhouse. It's totally, di- they'll be totally different. They'll be totally different. They're both going to be totally valid stories and be totally fine. I mean, I think it gets a little bit different when you're talking about like a corporate setting. And there's sure. only one job sure. open, and you got to compete for it. That's but creatively. Kind of I mean, creatively, I the sky's the limit. I don't think there's a cap on success for anybody. I don't think there's a cap. Yeah, on any good fortune, good luck, um, hard work, opportunity. Nope. Nope.
<laughs> That's the bottom line of our... Nope. In summation, nope. nope. <laughs> Good times. Well, always a pleasure doing radio with you, Miss Jen well. B. You as well. And as usual, we didn't get to half the things we want to talk about because there's so many things in the world. But you know what? We're going to be back. We're on a lot this month. I don't even know when the next I know. Time. When are we back? i got to look at my Next book. week sometime, I think. I think Saturday. Sure. Let's say that. <laughs> I don't know when. We're, follow us on social media, Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth, and we'll be sure and tell you when we're back next. But until then... Have a fine day. This has been The Stream on WGN Radio. All right, wrapping things up here on The Stream. Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Bill and Wendy. I know. I've never done The Stream before. It's pretty fun. Yeah. It's like podcast E. I know. Podcast E with commercial breaks. Yes. There are no commercial breaks in a podcast, huh? No. Not really. Unless you're sponsored. Have a music break. Right, unless you're real fancy. When I do the one with Hupke, we just rant for an hour and just yell. <laughs> I've heard it. It's good ranting, though. It's we good. Rant. There's a lot to rant about. It's good. Yeah, so uh, we said Saturday. We're not back here no, Saturday. No, I am very sorry. I'm in tomorrow for oh, business lunch yeah. and the Saturday Night Special, which hasn't been on for a very long time. We're on the 22nd. And Christmas Eve. And Christmas Eve. And then where we have... Four shifts over the actual Christmas. One thing at a time. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. The week between Just Christmas saying, and New Year's. We're on a lot. And, and you're going to get like sick it. of us by the New Year yeah. is what? Yeah. What would you say? And you and you don't like it? I, no, I like it. Oh, I said, like, and I don't like it. I was like, like oh, gosh. We should even maybe wear our, can you imagine? <laughs> we can even wear pajamas, maybe. I know. Those I overnight saying, shifts? I Let's have, totally do um, that. Holiday themed pajamas. Great. Is that allowed? I mean, it's going to be like two in the morning. No one's going to know. <laughs> Let's okay. just do it. Let's just say that's a thing. Also, it could be cute. Yeah. Um, so that we're going to wrap things up here on the stream. And also, we will be part of the WGN Radio Christmas extravaganza, which will be happening Friday the 15th. Friday the 15th, around lunchtime. All the hosts doing things. We have something really fun planned. We have a fun skit. Of thing. Sorts. Yeah, kind it'll of be good. Yeah, yeah, it'll be good. It'll be fun. We got to rehearse, though. Yeah, we got to um, get so that going. Stay tuned for that. Coming up. Uh, which 15th? That's the 15th. The, the WGN Christmas ex- or holiday extravaganza. Holiday extravaganza. It's going to be super fun. Yeah, we've got we each have... host is kind of on their own this year to do something. Yeah, on it's their like own. good luck. Yeah. So we could just we could we run. Could dance. Ra- we could go crazy. <laughs> It'll be good. It'll be good. But again, if you follow us on social media, um, we're, we're going to be sharing some of those links we talked about a little bit earlier in the program about how you can help people that have been impacted by the uh, fires in Los Angeles and surrounding areas. So uh, stay tuned for that. Follow us on social media and you can find those links here in just a bit. So thanks for tuning in to the stream and we'll see you next time. This has been Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth on 720 WGN.